So with 2023 fast approaching, you know, there's already a lot of major wrestling news surrounding it uh, coming forth. You know, as a lot of people have been talking about, Mercedes Verano's, uh, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, is scheduled to appear at Wrestle Kingdom 17, appropriately around the time her contract is supposedly up with WWE, uh, where she can finally afterwards be free to do what she wants. Um, you know, this talk of, you know, where certain people will go in 2023, like certain contracts being up and... You know, possibility of people heading back to WWE because now it's under Triple H's regime. Some, you know, probably leaving to go elsewhere or stuff like that. You know, and especially if you're a video game enthusiast, 2023 definitely looks like the year of the wrestling video game for all genres. You know, from AEW Fight Forever and its little plan that it's got uh, for its longevity to WWE 2K23, to the ultra-violent wrestling video games, and stuff like that. But speaking of WWE, when we look at 2023, excuse me, a lot of people look at it, you know, as basically the year that Triple H, now that he's running the show, if you will, along with Nick Khan and his wife Stephanie, that 2023 has got to be the year that Triple H cements himself as not only the guy running things creatively behind the scenes, like you know the buck and the buck stops and you know the buck begins and stops with him, but he needs to use 2023 to essentially say WWE is back on top, that they are basically better than ever, that they're better than the competition, and that they can out elite, you know all elite, if you know what I mean and make more of an impact than impact you know stuff like that and people look at the royal rumble as pretty much the beginning of that because the royal rumble is essentially the first big four pay-per-view of the year for wwe and the two rumble matches are always known especially historically you know as if you just look at it as its own thing the rumble match has always been known to you know as of late be home to many debuts, returns, you know, um, one-offs, you name it. You know, stuff like that. You know, basically appearances in the match itself. And a lot of people look at this year's Royal Rumble, or this up next year's Royal Rumble, I should say, in San Antonio, and they wonder, like, who's going to be in it? And as I mentioned before, in the first of the two Sasha Banks videos I talked about, there's a possibility that maybe she did reach a deal with WWE that's going to allow her to do, you know, things outside of the company, you know, when she's not being utilized for certain storylines and everything, which probably also includes, you know, part of that deal includes her wrestling in Japan. And that her showing up at Wrestle Kingdom could be the start of that and that maybe that's, you know, WWE's way, Triple H's way, along with working out things with Sasha Banks to allow her to do this and stuff. To not only get a foothold in Japan, to get an NXT Japan up and go up and start up and started, I should say, but also to maybe get some of the men and women of New Japan and the sister association uh, stardom to make an appearance, one-off appearances at least in the Royal Rumble matches. And if you and if you're Triple H, and a lot of people have been saying this, you really want to make a statement that 2023 is going to be your year. The year where you basically state that we are the be-all, end-all, no matter 
who you are, you know, or where you work from, we're the be all end all. And that there's a reason certain companies allow stars, you know, to mention us, you know, um, on camera, and even if it's part of a story like AEW's doing with, like AEW's allowing MJF to do. You know, if you really, if you're Triple H, everybody's viewing, you know, the Royal Rumble as your, as your starting point to make that statement, to make that clarification of, you know, you can knock us down, but as we've proven in the past, we'll get back up and we'll be stronger than ever. And people look at the Royal Rumble, both the men's and the women's, you know, as his way of making a statement of, this is where you can, this is where, you know, you can expect the unexpected. Like, you don't know who's going to show up, and these Rumble matches are an example of that. And then you have the rumor going around that you might have a Hell in the Cell undisputed championship match between Reigns and Owens, you know, to headline, help headline that event, you know. What more can you ask for to start off the 2023 year, start off your first full year of running the show, basically you know, basically sending a message that I'm now running things, not Vince. You know, what better way to do that than to have that as one of your main events, along with your two Rumble matches? You know, so what better way to do that, in my opinion? You know, what better way? But then, of course, after that, you got Elimination Chamber, which a lot of people are expecting that between Rumble and the Chamber, that's when the whole Sami Zayn within the Bloodline thing is going to implode. And that's going to lead to us getting Owens and Zayn at WrestleMania against the Usos. And I definitely agree that in between that time frame, unless things really get off to an even harder you know, run for Sami right now than they are currently in the Bloodline, then yeah, I could agree that the timeline between Rumble and Elimination Chamber is definitely, you know, definitely, you know, an eye-watching time. Because, let's be honest, not really much is going to be on on Monday nights and Friday nights, except for NBA basketball and stuff. And with that being the case, all eyes are going to now be on that pro- are going to be on your show, on your product. And so you have to deliver, and I think, in between the Rumble and Chamber... They're going to do just that. And I have a feeling that the end result at WrestleMania is going to be one of the best tag team championship matches we've ever seen. Period. Uh, Speaking of WrestleMania, you know, there's now reports that Roman Reigns could be competing not just once, but twice. Once, you know, the first time on night one, the second time on night two. And the reason these reports are coming out is because of the fact that WWE, of course, you know, still determined, excuse me, still determined to get the Roman Reigns Rock matchup, you know, to be one of the main events of either night. Well, the plan currently, as we speak, excuse me, is to get Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns on one of the nights as well. Uh, What night that will be, we do not know. But with that being talked about, you know, there's a lot of good that can come out of that. One, it shows that you have confidence in your champion, in your tribal chief, as he's known, to basically carry and headline in front of a two-night sellout crowd, you know, the main event against two two people that they want they've been wanting to kind of see in that you know see him go up against. First being Cody, and the other being his cousin The Rock. Now, true, his match with The Rock is going to be more talked about, more you know, bulb flashing than anything uh, compared than anything we've seen before compared to uh, what he'll be doing with Cody. 
but still it definitely you know it definitely highlights that you had that you know by putting the championships both of them separately individually you know on Roman you know where they're now the undisputed title it definitely justifies the old regime and somewhat the new regime's reasoning for keeping him as champion for as long as they'd have because by putting him in this position you're basically saying this is what a champion is supposed to be like this is how a champion has supposed to been is supposed to carry themselves throughout the reign and then the more you are like or basically similar in tone to what Roman's been doing you know be basically be like how Roman's been doing carrying yourself like Roman's been doing that the that the better you do that the more you show you could do that you know the greater the chances your reign on top is going to last longer and a lot of people look at that for a lot of future stars that are going to be at mania pretty much probably being in that same position as time goes on one name in particular that it looks like they're going to kick off or kickstart kick off potentially his feud his rivalry with you know a certain a 15-time champion is Austin Theory. And the reason I say that is because in a couple of weeks, on the last SmackDown of the new year, John Cena makes his return. And one of the matches a lot of people are waiting to see and wanting to see, because they've been even teasing it when John first made his return on Raw a couple of weeks ago, I mean a couple of months ago, is Theory and Cena. And, with a, and basically whether or not, you know, a match with Cena could be the turning point in Theory's career, you know, win or lose. You know, obviously people would want him to win, but, you know, either way, it's a going to, it will be a major statement, major, major statement uh, for him to make in a match against basically the face of the company. And let's not, let's not deny ourselves, okay? John Cena is still viewed as the franchise player. He is still viewed as the face of WWE. You can have Roman Reigns as the tribal chief and the head of the table all you want, and that's great. But he is not the face of WWE. John Cena is. And for Austin Theory to possibly get this opportunity at Mania against Cena, whether it's for the United States title or it's not, win or lose, you know, it'll be a moment in Austin Theory's career to where it'll either make the decision a lot easier to m focus on him being the future, him being the n new face of the company, or maybe, you know, him, or maybe it's going to basically, you know, uh, make people realize that man, maybe Theory's not ready yet. Like, he's got the look and everything, but he still has things to work on. We'll see. But I think Austin Theory... You know, in, in Austin's Theory's program with John Cena, which will kick off at the on the last SmackDown of the year, in my opinion, is going to be one to really look forward to. It's going to be one to really keep an eye on. You know, when we as we go between the beginning of the year and into Mania and afterwards, especially when it comes to Theory. The tag team division, I will say this: that's going to be a major focus point into 2023. There's no doubt. I mean, you're already seeing it basically getting better and better. Than it usually than it was before, basically getting more revamped than it was previously. And 2023 is going to be no different. 2023, in my opinion, is going to be the year that the tag team division takes off in ways it hasn't done in a long time. And it's all because of the fact that you have other tag teams getting ready to be brought up to that main roster. You do. You got the Grizzly Young Veterans. You got Schism. 
you've got pretty you got pretty deadly I think that's what their name words um who else you got you got Briggs and what is what is the names let me let me look this up guys let me let me see uh, who it, who they have in the tag team division in NXT that possibly will be brought up to the main roster in my opinion let's see okay here's here it is right now so this is of intww.com so currently in NXT well NXT tag champs right now are the new day believe it or not I don't think that reign's going to last too long but you have basically you have Chase U which is Andre Chase Theo Hall and Duke Hudson I got a feeling that team is going to get called up but not right away it's going to take time the Creed brothers I think right off the bat them along with the D'Angelo family Tony D'Angelo and Ch Anning Lorenzo you know uh, what's his name? Uh, two uh, 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 Stacks. Stacks, I think. I think they're going to get called up. Um, I think Gallus is going to get called up. And I think... Um, I think Schism, or if not the Dyad, but, but mainly Schism is going to get called up as well. Uh, basically, this is the way I look at it. At the beginning of the year, the tag team division, like like I said right now, they're currently get they're currently looking a lot better than they were previously. As we get into 2023, you're going to look at Chase U, all three of them showing up, probably after Mania. The Creed brothers, probably right at the beginning, there's no doubt. The D'Angelo family, I would say at the beginning, between Rumble and Mania, or between Rumble and after Mania, is when they'll show up. Diamond Mine, I think, is long overdue. Especially if you bring the Creed brothers up, you got to bring up Roderick Strong, Ivy Nile, and Tantum Tantum uh, Paxson. You got to bring them up. Gallus, I think that trio, co the both the Coffee brothers and Wolfgang. I think it's obvious you got to bring them up around the Rumble. There's no doubt. Put them in the Rumble match. Uh, Pretty Deadly, I think, is another obvious one. You got to bring up around the Rumble. Schism, like I said, with the dyad, you know, which is Joe Gacy, Whip Flower, Jager Reed, and Ava Rain, Rockstarter. I think you got to bring them up around After Mania as a group. Uh, then you have, um, of course, Toxic Attraction. You know, obviously the main roster bound, I would say, after the Rumble. Probably more so than anything, they'll be main roster bound. I mean, we've already seen Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. You know, on uh, SmackDown, so I think it's obvious that that's where the landing is on SmackDown, uh, probably after the Rumble and probably after the uh, match between Roxanne and Mandy. You got Kamala Higgs and Trick Williams. I think they're going to be. I think they'll be fine. They'll be showing up. Uh, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. I could see showing up probably in between the Rumble and after Mania. I could see that. Um. What else do we have? We have Caden uh, Carter and Katana Chase. Um, I think both of them are going to show up in the main roster probably after the Rumble. I see that happening. And then Malik Braid and Edris Onfon and uh, Yusula Leon and Valentina Faraz. 
I think they'll show up on the main roster, but not till maybe the summer, if not fall of next year. <coughs> Excuse me. But I look at all these teams here, trios, you know, trio factions, you know, factions in general, just or just individual tag teams on their own. And to me, the tag team division is looking a lot brighter for WWE's main roster, you know, as a whole. And I know people are thinking, well, if you take a lot of those teams away from NXT and bring them up to the main roster, what does that leave people with? Well, here's the thing. New Day, whether you like them or not, New Day basically um, showed an example of, you could go, and, and Paula Cruz is the same way, showed as an example that you can go back to, that you can go to, you can go actually make an appearance, if not try out NXT, to not only revamp yourself, but also basically to, you know, uh, give, you know, give that company, you know, a breath of fresh, fresh air, if you know what I mean. So, to me, that's, you know, that's a good thing. It's, that's a good thing. And also, you take an established tag team like like New Day and put them in there against these up-and-coming tag teams, and it helps establish those tag teams as whether or not they are ready. And that's what they've done with... No! Sorry about that. My mom doesn't sometimes understand I'm doing videos and all that. She loves to talk. Um, anyway. Anyway, long story short, like I said. Uh, long story short, like I said. Um, you know, you take a team like the New Day and you put them down in NXT. And they go up against all these up-and-coming tag teams, you know, trying to make a foothold. And to me that, you know, to me that... You know, it's a good thing because it shows whether or not they are ready to take that next step to the main roster. But then you take a look at SmackDown, and SmackDown has Hit Row. They have Imperium, Bloodline, of course, New New Day, which goes back and forth on them. You know, both SmackDown and NXT. Uh, Los Lotharios, The Brawling Brutes, uh, Viking Raiders, Legado del Fantasma, and Maximum Male Models. And... These are not just tag teams, but they're also listed as faction stables. And to me, you got a good, you got a good lineup there, to the point that basically, that tag team division is better off than it's ever been. And then you have here on Raw, the you know the Raw division's not so good, but it's getting there. You know, Street Profits, Alpha Academy, Judgment Day, any combination there. The OC, basically, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows. Damage control, um, get any combination there, and Oscar and Alexa Bliss. You know, you know, and to me, even though those tag teams for both the men and the women, just like with SmackDown's tag teams of men and women and NXT's tag team of men and women's, you know, though, even though the Raw side of things may not be as good as the other ones, they're still going to get. They're still going to pretty much, you know. Uh, continue to grow and I think 2023 is going to be the year that they do especially like I said if you look at some of the tag teams in NXT that will be testing at the end of this year and into next year the New Day depending on how long New Day holds those titles uh, they're going to be testing them to see you know the New Day like I said is going to be testing them to see if they're ready and you know if you're wondering who I think New Day is going to lose to I think it's going to be between Indus Indus Sarir 
uh, Indischir, which is Tanga and Vir, or they're going to lose the tag teams to Schism, which is Rip Flower and Jagger Reed. That's what I think. But with that said, the other tag teams and stables, to me, throughout the year, some of them probably at the beginning, after Mania or so, are going to get that opportunity. You know, I really think so. I think they're going to really get that opportunity to shine on the main roster. And 2023 is going to be a great year for that tag team division to grow. And then, of course, you take a look at the possibility of tag teams coming in from other companies after the contracts are up, like FTR. Can you imagine the F, Can you imagine the revival coming back, but maybe not coming back as the revival, but as FTR? Like maybe Triple H agrees. Okay, this is how you. This is the name you utilize outside of WWE. This is what allows you to become the great tag team you are. I'm going to let you use it here. And there you go. Imagine FTR showing up. You know, after Mania or whenever. You talk about a big boost to the tag team division. I mean, you can't get any better than that. And let's take a look at, let's say, tag teams, you know, that might just have short-term deals with, you know, with Ring of Honor and AEW. You know, like the Kingdom or Top Flight. You know, we don't know how long those um, contracts are up for, or you know, along for. But we know that if, you know, the Kingdom isn't too long with Ring of Honor or AEW, Who's to say the kingdom doesn't show up? Who's to say Top Flight's contract isn't up within the year or so? Again, we don't know how long that is. Who's to say Triple H won't want them? The point is, the tag team division overall is going to definitely have a boost of improvement. It's definitely going to be... I'll say this. After 2023 is said and done, that tag team division is going to be on par with any other tag team division in any other promotion. Period. Because, again, you have all these other tag teams out there that Triple H, you can't tell me, isn't looking at and being like, I want that tag team. You can't tell me he's not looking at them. Like, you can't tell me he's looking at Aussie Open, you know, Will Ospreay's team, and saying, I want Aussie Open. He is. You can't tell me he's not. You can't tell me he's not. So, that's one thing that's definitely going to be, you know, a vast improvement for WWE in 2023. There's no doubt. And again, like I said, i got a feeling after it's all said and done, they're going to be better than they've ever been before with that division. Um, as far as, you know, as far as the rest of 2023 goes, I think basically by the time we hit summer of that year, we're going to be off to the races. Like, basically after Mania, between after WrestleMania and SummerSlam, that late spring, summer time period... We are going to be off to the races with WWE, and WWE is going to be looked at as the place to be, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, or NXT Europe, that people are going to want to be part of. That's what i got a feeling is going to happen. That after that between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, that late spring, you know, uh, early, that late spring to late summer uh, time period, or, early, or late spring to early fall time period, is going to be when they just break out and say, we are back better than ever, you know, and we're the place to be, and everybody's going to be talking about them just as much as they've talked about AED, if not, not AED, but AEW. Um, they're going to talk about WWE in that same vein. And, you know, them wanting to be part of WWE, like I said, whether it's the Raw show, SmackDown show, NXT, or NXT Europe. Um, I also think 2023 is going to be the year, if what people are suspecting as possible... One of the possible reasonings for Mercedes Sasha showing up at Wrestle Kingdom 
you know, and then the Good Brothers being part of the World Tag League this, you know, later this week, as well as, you know, Carl Anderson defending the title against Hikaleo, the never openweight title against Hikaleo uh, this week as well, if not at Wrestle Kingdom. I think a lot of people will look at 2023 as the year that Triple H does something with WWE that Vince McMahon has not done in a very long time, if not truly ever. Triple H is basically going to open, you know, the forbidden door, you know, for WWE. I think a lot of people are looking at 2023 as being the year that Triple H says, New Japan, let's talk. Pro Wrestling Noah, let's talk. Um, Triple A, you know, CMLL, let's talk. He's going to do that. He's going to do that without a shadow of a doubt. And I think a lot of people know it. I think a lot of people could see it. Because if he's allowing Shisuke Nakamura to go against Great Muda at Pro Wrestling Noah, and if he's allowing some WWE stars to be part of Wrestle Kingdom alongside AEW stars and Impact stars, then I think what a lot of people are suspecting, you know, as far as 2023 is concerned, is that at some point throughout next year, you're going to get these major... You're going to get some major announcements, shocking announcements, you know, partnerships, agreements between these other international promotions or even promotions within the within the uh, U.S. itself or North America itself that nobody thought would be possible. No one thought it would be possible. I mean, can you imagine, again, you can't tell me that Triple H isn't eyeing someone like a Will Ospreay and saying, I want to get this guy in a WWE ring in, you know, sometime next year, somehow, some way. You can't tell me he's not viewing that. He's not looking at that. Because he is. And that's what people are looking at 2023 as being. The year of major change. Change that nobody thought would ever happen if Vince was still running things. So, overall, WWE's to me, is on the verge of having a breakout year. I said the same thing about AEW. AEW is on the verge of having a breakout year. WWE, same thing. You know, you know, both companies are on the verge of that, but I think WWE, more so than anything, is going to look at 2023 as being a resurrection year, uh, being uh, as a year of them being that phoenix that's rising from the ashes, that's basically uh, been, that was basically on the verge of death and now is back stronger than they've ever been. That's how I think WWE is going to view, or people are going to view WWE in 2023, and I think that's how Triple H wants to view it, as the year of a return to the top, a top that they cannot be dethroned from. But what do you think? What do you think about it, guys? How, how do you feel about 2023 being WWE's year of resurrection, basically being, you know, a, being the year of the Phoenix for the being, or being the year that they as a Phoenix rise from the ashes? What are your thoughts? Give me your thoughts down below. Comment if you like, like the video. You know, live chat during the premiere. Uh, check me out at my Teespring store as well as the BW Roads discussions on your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora. But guys, give me your thoughts. Let me know what your thoughts are. How do you feel about some of the things I've mentioned? I do apologize for the interruption, but let me know what your thoughts are. Until then, I am out.